Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Gentry, and you're listening to The Fire in the Madhouse. Listen, I wanted to start a couple of things uh, before we get before we jump into this episode. Um, the first thing that I want to say is if you have children listening, please uh, probably save this episode for a later date or a later time when you are alone and you have some uh, some adult time. Otherwise, I will be teaching your small children new words that you might not want them to hear and to learn or repeat. So for your sake, for the for the sake of the children, don't don't let them listen to this episode right now. Um, so that's number one. Number two, uh, you know, look, there's going to be, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to be cussing. I'm going to be saying things. I don't really sometimes the way that this works is that I just rant. And so I don't really know what's going to come out of my mouth at the time. Um, so, so bear with me. I do have people in the room because it helps me, uh, kind of focus on what it is that I'm trying to say. I look at their 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 feedback of their facial expressions, and I get to know what it is that they're you know if I should expand on certain things or if I should shut the fuck up about other things. So uh, that's what's going on. Sometimes they'll be mic'd, sometimes they won't. Um, right now, I just jump in. I'm you know I'm just I ran into my office. I, I threw a microphone up, and here I am. You know, just me and and Melissa my uh, amazing content creator in the room right now. Okay. So listen, that's all I got to say about this shit. Um, with that said, we're going to jump into this episode. Um, I hope you enjoy it. And, uh, I do have one big favor to ask of you. And that is this, if you are enjoying the podcast, if you enjoy, uh, anything that I say, or if you feel like you, you want to share this with other people, they might get some value out of it. Please do me the favor, a gigantically huge favor, and just share it with one or two of your friends. I would really, really like to get um, the word out there about what it is that we're talking about, how it is, uh, you know, the, kind of like the movement of what we're trying to get accomplished. And, um, and that movement is, is just a lot of self-awareness and teaching self-awareness in business and also self-awareness in our, uh, our personal lives. And so I'm just going to throw this out there for you guys. If you could, please do me the favor, share this with your friends, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Facebook, engage with me. And what would really make me super fucking happy is that if you could go to my website, gentrypetzel.com, sign up for my newsletter, um, I just actually just had a, a conversation with a, a, a dear friend and a client of mine, uh, Stephanie. I hope you're listening. She's out getting her hair done on the floor right now. She's amazing. Um, I love her to death. She says, I just love your your writing and your blog posts, and you're just it's so elegant. And I said, yeah, my written word is fucking elegant. My spoken word, I sound like a fucking moron because um, I have time to think when I'm writing. You know what I mean? I fucking hunt and peck the shit out of those words, and I'm like, oh, this sounds really – I make I sound smart saying this word. When I talk – just like I'm talking right now, it's just vocabulary vomit. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going to come out of my mouth. So if you could, I'll send you some elegantly written words and blog posts. So please sign up for my, uh, for, for my newsletter, get on my website, just participate. And, um, I promise it'll be worth it. Okay. With that said, 
I got to tell you guys this little situation, a little story. I am constantly asked all the fucking time, what is the biggest mistakes that I've made in business? And I can apply this to my personal life as well, but we're going to jump into the business aspect of it. And I'll then share with you my personal story. So here's my story about my biggest mistakes in business. And it is real fucking simple. My biggest mistake in business and my biggest mistakes in business are this. I have had a history of hiring or including the wrong people in my business. My biggest mistake is hiring the wrong fucking people for the wrong fucking job. That is my biggest mistake. And I want to I want to give you two stories that I hope will illustrate the point and and, and they're they're both very personal to me. And I know that the people, I guarantee you, the motherfuckers I'm going to be talking about are probably listening to this and they're going to be so tickled. Their little ego is going to be so tickled that I'm talking about them. They're like, oh, he's talking about me. He's talking about me. Oh, and I would love to be able to sit there and say, no, I'm not talking about you. But the truth of the matter is I'm fucking absolutely talking about you. So with that said, story number one, for years, we had a general manager in the salon. And um, the general manager came from being a client of the salon, and I really loved my client. It was she was a really great client. She was super supportive. She was super engaging. She was always really like rah rah rah, you know, pro gentry, pro the black cat. And it was like so when we had the position open up, when we grew, we needed somebody that was like pro gentry, pro the black cat culture. And so I thought. This is a perfect opportunity. This client, she's super fucking consistent. She'd been coming to get her hair cut for years. She was always like volunteering with different, um, you know, uh, uh, fundraisers or different fucking, you know, nonprofits that we were you know, participating in. And I thought, fuck, this is perfect. We'll, we'll, we'll run with her. She's great. Yeah. And so she comes on board. She's working for me for a few years. And there was just something off and it and it was fucking like it was just I I don't know how to explain it but you know like when there's just there's just something off about the energy of a person and there's just something wrong with like you're talking to them and you know that they're just fucking like it's going in one ear and out the other ear but you can't quite tell because they're sitting there nodding and smiling and they're like yeah this is a totally exciting idea this is awesome yeah 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 and they're all rah 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 but then you watch their actions and there's just something not adding up, right? This was my consistent experience with this general manager. It was consistently this way where I'd look at this person and go, do you understand what I'm saying? They're like, yeah, it's a great fucking idea. And I'd be like, repeat back to me what I just said to you. And they repeat back what they, what they just said. And it was, and so I was like, okay, this, that's good that they got it. But there was just something fucking off, right? Just something was off and I just couldn't quite get it. And they would send me emails and they would give me ideas and concepts about how they thought that I should run my business. And they would tell me things about, you know, communication that they were having. And it was just this constant, like, there was just something wrong. I couldn't quite put my finger on it. They didn't do anything necessarily wrong in like a cultural sense of the word. Like they didn't spit in the face of my culture blatantly. There wasn't anything that I could fire them on that I would go back to the labor board and be like, oh, well, this person fucking stole from me. No, they didn't. Or uh, they didn't show up on time for work. No, they were always on fucking time. They showed up. 
and they were completely present and they were completely there. But here's the thing that ended up happening. They were serving their own agenda. They were serving their own idea of how they wanted to run my business. So, so here's the thing. I meet, I meet this girl, right? Fall in love. It's my wife. And at the time she's just my girlfriend and I'm sitting there and I'm, th- I'm telling her, I go, there is something wrong with this general manager. I cannot quite figure it out, but there's just something in like, it's just gnawing at me. I don't understand it. Right. It's just in my gut. Yeah. Something's just fucking off. And I complained and I complained and I complained years, right? This went on. And my wife was the only person that I communicated this with because everybody else loved this person. They thought that she was fantastic, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So one day, um, actually right before a team meeting, I made the decision. I need to let her go. I need to fire this general manager. And I knew that it was going to send a tidal wave through my business. And I knew, here's the other thing that I knew. I knew that I had no idea how to run my fucking business. I knew that I was like way in over my fucking head. I knew that I was like, I don't know how to do payroll. I knew that I was like, I don't know how to file taxes. I don't know how to you know, file these, you know, these documents and I don't know how to deal with HR issues. This general manager did all of it. And I think, okay, so just a total side note on that. I think that that was probably one of those things where I like as a business owner, I needed to come to terms with the fact that I needed to know how to do those things. And the fact that I was so reliant on another person um, really kind of highlighted my vulnerability and it really highlighted where I needed to change because if this person had gotten hit by a bus, I'd be fucked. Right. And that's kind of like the bus test. And everybody talks about the bus test. If somebody gets hit by a bus, can your business continue on? If somebody gets hit by a bus, can, you know, uh, or if you get hit by a bus, can, you know, is, are your systems really in place to where things run smoothly? Well, the bus test, I would fail miserably upon firing this general manager. And I knew it. And I was like, holy shit, I'm going to be screwed. But I just knew that it had to be done. And here was the thing that made the decision for me was I sat down. So I, so after team meeting, I said, hey, you general manager, I want to talk to you privately for a second. And I, I got so – normally I love firing people. Normally, well, and I'll tell you why. When I'm firing somebody, it's typically because at that point I know that it's time and it's best for them to go and it's time and it's best for me to move away from that person. It's a mutually beneficial situation. This time I had no fucking grounds for that. This time I was just like, I don't have a clue. Like I have no idea what's going to like, I don't know what they're doing wrong. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it but something just wasn't right. So I go outside, I'm nervous as shit. I'm never nervous upon firing somebody. I normally love it. And this time I was pacing outside for 30 fucking minutes, dry heaving in the parking lot, pacing, yeah, me, me, pacing. And I'm like, oh God, I've been making the right decision. (laughs) And then finally I had this realization what kind of father, I didn't have a kid at this point, what kind of father would I be if I can't make the hard decisions for the betterment of my team, if I can't make the betterment for the betterment of my family? What kind of father am I going to be? What kind of husband am I going to be if I can't make the fucking hard choices? I walked in here, grabbed her by the arm and said, let's go and have a chat. 
we sat down in this very fucking office. She sat exactly where I'm sitting right here. I sat right there and I said, today's your last day at the black cat. I've got to let you go. She said, why? I said, I don't know why, but I just can't have you in my business anymore. We're done. That's it. So fast forward a few days later, maybe a couple weeks later, I get an email. It's the fucking length of a goddamn dictionary at that point, this fucking email. And it's from this ex-employee, this ex-general manager. And she is just going through detail, detail, detail about how I need to run my business and how I, yeah, how I need to be more transparent with my employees and all this shit, right? And it was stuff that I was already working towards and stuff that I already knew that I needed to do for myself. But I, so I, I, I hand, I'm like, oh my God, I hand the phone over to my wife. She reads the email and she goes, oh yeah, she just didn't trust you to run your business. And a fucking light bulb went off. Was like, oh my God, that was the fucking problem. This person did not trust me to run my business. This person did not trust me to run my personal life either. This person did not trust me with the vision that I had. Because I had this really grand vision of how I want to run a business, right? And I started, so then I started like, I was like, oh my God. So I started going back through all of my text messages from this person, all of my emails from this person, and it was all the same shit. It was all the exact same shit. It was, I don't know if this, pro, if this, if this idea is going to work out. I think we should do it in stages. And it was always this dumbing down of my, of my vision. It was always this dumbing down of how fast things could move. It was always this second guessing and undermining things. And I love people to second guess me, second guess me all fucking day long. All it's typically going to do is either going to expose where I'm weak or it's going to solidify where I'm strong. So second guess me all you want, but that's not what she was doing. She was saying to my face, Oh yeah, this is going to be great, but I think we should do it like this really slow. Like, or I don't think that we should do this one part of it, but that one part of it was a key part of the big vision. Right. And I started going through all of these emails and it was the same fucking thing over for years, emails. And it was the same thing. I don't think this vision is going to work. I don't think this is, here's what's funny about it. I fire her day one by day three people are coming into my office going, thank you so much for getting rid of her. She was so gossipy and so negative. And I would start discovering things like, Hey, well, I, I told, you know, ex employee to do blah, 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 blah. And they would say things like, yeah, they told us that, but they said, well, this is how Gentry wants it done, but I don't think that it should be done this way. So there was a lot of like back talk and, and kind of like two facing and talking me down and all this kind of shit. So that was story number one. It took me years. I'm still probably dealing with it. I'm still probably dealing with it of how to fix what was broken by that cultural negativity and toxicity. She was a cancer in my business that I had to extract and I've had to have healing since then. So now when I hire a general manager, like we have a general manager now, it is entirely predicated on what this person did wrong and how I, what I did wrong to allow this person to have so much control and influence over my business. I had to fix my own mistakes to make sure that I wasn't allowing that to happen again. Story number two. 
we have a director of education come in, a Naha award-winning director of education. Naha is like this big, you know, award ceremony in the hair world. And this, per, this director of education had won a bunch of awards or had at least been nominated a bunch of times. I don't fucking really know, to be honest with you. Because quite frankly, I didn't give a shit. But here's what I did know. Really talented hairdresser. Super fucking talented hairdresser. Really fucking awful team player. This person needs the attention, right? Like this person needed to be the number one in everything that they did. And if somebody else had an idea, not good enough. Bad idea. His ideas, best ideas, right? So here's the thing. I was sitting, um, I think I was actually folding towels over here. And there was a class going on. I could hear him talking with a group of new hires, new talent in the salon. And somebody asked a question, well, why do we do it this way? And he said, well, that's just how Gentry wants it done. So that's what we're going to do. And there was something. So this, this person had been around for, at this point, maybe 10 months. And there was something about the way that that word, that phrasing had been responded to the new stylist. Well, this is just how Gentry wants it done. So this is how we're going to do it. And so I pulled aside a couple of employees, the new hires that were in the class with this person. And I said, can you please reenact exactly his body language and exactly what was happening when this question was presented to him to coach to? And they said, well, he said, well, Gentry wants it done this way. What I knew was what I felt in that communication was react reenacted by this person reenacting what they had said, which was he rolled his eyes. And he said, well, Gentry wants it done this way, so we have to get it done this way. That simple fucking roll of the eyes says everything that I need to know. It is an undermining of my authority. It's an undermining of my vision. It's an undermining of our policies because these policies and our cultural, like, our cultural discipline is so strict in a way that the role of the eyes by an authority figure in my business, a leader figure in my business, is basically saying, this is a stupid thing, but we got to do it anyway because Gentry wants it done this way. When you have a leader in your business that is saying, well, corporate wants it done this way, or the boss wants it done this way, you're not being a fucking leader. You're being a sheep and you're being a coward because what the, the truth should have been was this is how it benefits you. This is how it benefits the team and this is how it benefits the business. That's why we do it this way. You don't need to be blaming your, your, your supervisors or your authority figures or corporate or anything else. If you're in a leadership role, and here's the, here's the caveat to this, we are all in a leadership role. I've talked about this number a number of times. I'll talk about it a fucking a thousand more times. But when you're in a leadership role, and everybody is, you should understand the policies or the, the procedures that are in place because a policy or a procedure that is in place should actually be there to benefit the whole. It should be there to benefit the entire team. If it's not, it needs to be questioned and debated upon and then reevaluated re and examined and either... Um, reconfirmed or it needs to be removed from your company. Right. If it's not there to serve a greater purpose, then you got a fucking, you got a control freak on your hands. But if it is there to, con if, if it is there 
to serve a greater purpose. It needs to be brought to the attention of whoever wrote that shit down and, and understood fully, why do we do this? Why do we do this? I've got a ton of fucking weird ass rules here that people don't understand. Like, well, why does he, why is this in the, in the fucking dress code? There's a fucking reason. There's a fucking reason. Ask me that reason. Don't sit there and be like, well, roll your eyes. Well, Gentry wants it this way or well, corporate says it wants it this way. If you're a leader and that's how you conduct yourself, you're a fucking coward, right? You're a coward. You're not leading anybody. You're a fucking chicken shit. And I just have no room for that. So what I did is I fired that person too. And what I found immediately was that, and again, I'm still paying culturally for that, for that choice. I had the wrong person in the wrong role doing the wrong job for my team. These are the greatest mistakes I've ever made in business. It wasn't like, oh, I paid too much money for this person or I, you know, I mean, I could go on a million things that I've done fucking wrong because right. <laughs> I've done it all. Yeah, yeah. If there's somebody that's like, I wonder if he's ever done this wrong. Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. I've done all the wrong stupid shit. I've done it all. I've done it all. I mean, there's nothing you could say. They'd be like, uh, I'm listen. It is a constant fucking game for me right now to clean up my past behavior and my past mistakes. It's just constant. And so the reason why I'm, I'm sharing this is because just this, uh, wait, yesterday or the day before? I don't fucking remember. The day before I get an email from my, this old general manager, the person from the first story, saying the title is congratulations. Okay. I'm like, okay, great. And I hear from this person, Pierre, I've never responded. I don't care to respond. I don't give a shit. They text me all the time. They fucking email all the time. It's like a like an obsessive ex-girlfriend. It's fucking weird. And I don't like it. And it's intrusive. And it comes into my personal space. But the yeah. same fucking behavior continues, which is this. You're doing something, but you're not doing it good enough. So in this email, it says, congratulations, you finally got the podcast up off the ground. I'm so happy for you. Maybe do X, Y, and Z. Be more truthful. Tell them more of this. Don't cuss so much. If there's somebody that's going to be in the fucking, in the, in the room with you and it's important enough to hear what they have to say, maybe have them have a microphone. It's like this laundry list of all this shit of how they think that I should be running my own fucking podcast. So here's where it gets personal for me. Mm -hmm. There are people in my life that offer me unsolicited advice all the time. When I was becoming a father, the amount of fucking assholes that were like, dude, you don't know what it's like when you become a dad. It's going to be, they fucking know everything, right? Because they had a kid or two. And the amount of shit that they would tell me and the amount of fear that was in, like just just completely intruded upon in my own peace and my own well-being was staggering. I, so here's the moral of the whole fucking story. Get people the fuck off your bus if they're bitching and moaning about any detail of your fucking life. Get them out of your life. Get them out of the fucking way. Get them off your bus. Get them out of there. They're not along for the ride, professionally or personally. Do not welcome unsolicited advice. Don't Just don't. If, like... Like if I'm going to go and I want to learn to work out from somebody, I'm not going to go to a fucking obese personal trainer. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to ask that person for fucking fitness advice. If, if like I will talk to people on the phone about, about business, right? 
And I immediately have to sit there and be like, oh my God, does this person actually have what it is that I want in business? If the answer is a fucking resounding no, don't take their fucking advice. I take spiritual advice from spiritual people. I don't take business advice from spiritual people. I don't take fatherly advice from fucking people that aren't successful at being a father. I just don't. Anybody can have a fucking kid. Anybody can make babies, right? I mean, in theory, anybody can make babies. But to be a mother, to be a good mother, to be a father, to be a good father, that's a different fucking conversation. Yes, consistently. Right. Yes. You know, I don't take relationship advice from people that don't have a fucking successful marriage. And quite frankly, I don't take relationship advice from people that don't have a tumultuous marriage, to be very honest with you. Like, I don't need some fucking weird-ass vanilla dude trying to tell me how it is to be a good husband. It's like, and what I mean by vanilla is I mean like a fucking dial tone. The person that's like, oh, my wife and I never fight. Dude, my wife and I fight a lot. But it's for the betterment of our future. We disagree all the time. She calls me out all the fucking time. I call her out all the fucking time. That's what, it's the role that we chose to play with each other. But she doesn't sit there and fucking give me business advice. She doesn't sit there and fucking give me, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like she just knows like, hey, this is my lane. This is where we're going to stay. I'll support you in whatever decisions that you want to make. And I'll help support our future. That's what my wife does. And that's what I do for her. I don't sit there and fucking try to give her like, hey, I think you should be a better mother. What the fuck is that? I would never do that. She's an amazing mom. So I know that she's working out her own shit, doing her own thing, figuring out her own life. So I try my best not to give people advice that I'm not living myself. And listen, don't get me wrong, just a podcast podcast ago or two, whatever it was, I started being that fucking asshole that was like, I think you should do this in your business and that in your business. And I caught myself and actually my wife caught me and a couple of other people caught me. And they're like, dude, you're doing the exact thing that you don't want to fucking do, which is I don't want to give out unsolicited advice to people that are not asking for it really. So I just want to share my own personal stories about shit that I had to learn for myself. So it still gets the point out there. If it, re- if it, if it resonates with anybody, fantastic. If it doesn't, no harm, no foul, you know, fucking skip onto the next podcast or, or somebody else. Yes. Somebody else, anybody else. But it was just this for myself. I realized a few things about this. One is, is giving control over my business and my future to other people is detrimental. It's harmful, and it allows me one thing that I w- I don't want for myself ever, and that is a, an excuse. Well, the general manager knew how to do this, and they blah, 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 and I'm now blaming somebody else. That's a bullshit escape, and and a lie. I'm I'm giving I'm giving an excuse for why I didn't step up to the plate to be a better business owner. Well, this person was the director of education. They should have blah 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 blah. No, that was my fucking fault. I should have explained better my policies and why they exist in the first place. I should have never allowed somebody to just just railroad and roll their eyes at my at the policies that we've put together as a team, mind you, to protect the entire team. And furthermore, on a personal level, there are people in my life that I have chosen now at this point, which is probably why I don't talk to very many fucking people, right? That I just don't want the unsolicited advice. I just know that I'm figuring out my life for myself. It might not be the choice that you want for me, for instance. My wife might not like some of the shit that I do or say. 
but I'm not doing my life for my wife. I'm not doing my life for, for you. I'm not doing my life for our clients. I'm not doing my life for my team. Do these people support me? Do I rally them around me? And do I keep them close to me? Fuck yes, I do. Because I know that they're going to give me the advice that I'm asking for when I ask for it. Yeah. It might not be what I want to hear, right? Mm-hmm. How many fucking people said, mic, mic up the other person in the room? A lot. Yeah. A lot of other people said, put a mic on that person. But guess what? I trust those people to give me the advice that their intention is pure of heart. This motherfucker that emails me and goes, well, if it's important for them to say something, then it's important for you. I don't trust their fucking agenda. I don't trust their intention. I don't trust their words. They've proven to me to be a fucking two-faced liar. Why would I trust that person in the future with anything? And how many people are in that, that way in my personal life? Really? I know I got some. Say that louder. I don't have a mic. <laughs> here, I'll, here, hold on. I got some. <laughs> I got some too. So, I think I think that if I'm looking at my life objectively from a like a, a personal and a professional point of view, I have to sit there and be willing to go. Okay, who is it in my life that is not supporting my vision? Who is it in my life that is not on board 100%? That does not mean that they don't disagree with me from time to time or challenge me from time to time. But who is it in my life that is inviting me to play small? I got to get rid of those fucking people in my life. Who is it in my life that is making me feel lesser of a, of a husband? Who is it in my life that's making me feel lesser than a dad and a father? Who is it that's making me who's inviting me to feel, because here's the truth. They're not making me feel shit, but they are inviting me to feel shit, right? They are an excuse that I get to put out into the world and go, oh, well, they're judging me and maybe I am a piece of shit podcaster or maybe I am a piece of shit boss or maybe I am a piece of shit husband. Those people have got to fucking go. I need to support myself with people that are like in love with what I'm in love with, which is goodness and and love and passion and empathy and self-reflection and self-development that's who i want to surround myself with everybody else fuck off and i think that i should probably just end the fucking podcast with that we'll just end with that all right right we'll stop right there all right so listen guys if you got anything from this episode it's a fucking long-winded one i really appreciate you guys sticking through if you made it this far i hope you enjoyed it I would really appreciate it if you could share this, comment on it, tag me, post it, fucking screenshot it. I don't give a shit. Find me on Instagram. Find me on Facebook. Um, fucking email me. Listen, if you do have a topic or something that's going on in your life that you want me to kind of get my feedback on, you can go to my website. You can contact me through that, gentrypetzel.com. You can also email me. Here's my email. It's hello at gentrypetzel.com. I would love to get your feedback, any topics of conversation that you'd love for me to attack. I'll do it. Um, Yeah, and listen, the fact that you're even listening to this podcast right now tells me that you're supporting my dreams. I am deeply, deeply grateful for that. And so just please know that if you've made it this far, you are listening, you are participating. I thank you so much. (laughs) 